Southern Fried Witch, and I'm much better today. And before we get going, I want y'all to hear something really cool. Hatcraft Farm sometimes sends these wonderful candles in the things we buy from them. And listen to this. It sounds like... Can you hear this? It sounds like an open flame. It sounds like a fire. You know, a campfire. It's that wooden wick, but isn't that fabulous? I don't know if they'll pick up or not, but I'm going to have to blow it out so I can talk, y'all. Part of my process when I sit down to speak with y'all is to light a candle. Since I don't ever have notes and I never really know where I'm going, and I kind of cast a little tiny spell. <laughs> not on you, don't worry. <laughs> I don't even think I could do that. On me, really on the event so that I can say something of worth and something that matters and uh, just do a little shout out to my big mama and ask her to be with me. But I love, I love these little candles. They're so neat. Anyway, I am getting better. I had COVID and then y'all all know it turned into pneumonia and then I caught something else on top of that. So I've been through a lot and uh the only thing that seemed to to really matter, and look, I took all the medication. Well, not all of it. They really want to over-medicate a body these days, but I, I took the antibiotics for the pneumonia. I'm not a fool. And, you know, the little things that I needed. But when I went back yesterday and I had something new, they offered me more antibiotics and I turned them down. I mean, at some point... It's not a great idea to stay on them. And I just came home and worked on an interview with somebody, did a little work around the house, drank some bone broth soup that a friend brought me, and then I cast a little spell on myself. I do it all the time because I'm giving myself permission to do so. <laughs> and I made some tea for myself, and I sat in the center of a floor, and I just worked on accepting all of the healthy energy around me. I called back a lot of my energy that I think had been bleeding me out for a very long time. And I didn't call back my love and I didn't call back any creative gifts I've given anyone, but I did call back all that energy that was still out there, waving around and possibly helping other people get through their days because I needed it so badly. And then I woke up this morning and I already feel better. I'm getting my voice back. I've got a little bit more energy. So, simple magic sometimes. You know, I don't care when folks tell me, well, maybe it was just um, a placebo effect, uh, the power of suggestion. And maybe it was. But in my estimation, that's fairly magical, isn't it? The power of suggestion? Cool. I mean, if I can take an exhausted body and talk it into believing it's better until it actually is, hmm, <laughs> sounds like magic to me. <laughs> so 
Yeah. I've been working on the little things these days because that's all I can do. And I'm gearing up to do so many big things like the Bat Children Ball out here in the woods of Alabama. Very excited on that one. But these small, simple moments, y'all, they're very powerful. In fact, that's where everything begins, isn't it? The small, simple things. You know, I'm, I'm not a ceremonial witch or magician. That's not who I am. I'm very much a root up kind of witch, very folklore, river people. That's more in line with the work I do. And so I, I don't think that my advice in the area of witchcraft is necessarily a one size fits all kind of thing. I will never argue with somebody to the death. You know how it can be in the witch world. I will never do that. I will never argue with them about the correct or proper way to, well, to craft. I won't do it. Uh, to me, there are a lot of things that folks do out there that just would not work for me. And I don't even see the sense in it. But at the same time, I, I think it's such an individual kind of thing that I just don't think there is a one size fits all. However, the number one question I get when folks write to me is, I'm a new witch or I'm thinking I might want to be one and I'm afraid. I'm afraid of my magic. You know, the second most popular question I get is, I don't have any faith in my magic. But the first one is more, what if it is real? And what if I, for lack of a better way to put it, break something? What if I hurt somebody? What if, what if, what if, what if? And it freezes witches, and especially early in the craft when they're just not sure of what they can do and what they can't do. My secret opinion on that is... There's nothing you can't do, but do you want to? <laughs> that sounds like a lot of responsibility, but not being able to be magical, just be magic to me is uh, more frightening. I mean, after all, at the end of the day, I believe it's energy that's, you know, coming from us, also running through us and Energy only really understands one thing, and that's go. And so when we try to lock it up, it's going to shoot out somewhere, honey. It really does need a direction, a path to flow. And there's science behind this. I'm not going to get into it because I'm not an electrician. But I will say that when we were trying to figure out how to install a lightning rod on our house, I don't know, do y'all ever think about lightning rods? I never really did. I just thought they were super cool. But we were trying to figure that out. The concept was difficult. For me, anyway, it was. It's like, what do you mean we have to ground it <laughs> and assure that it has a place to run toward the earth? That sounds scary. Well, the earth can take it. And it is a safer bet than allowing it to hit all of the stuff in your home. You know, the electricity in your home, the roof of your home. Because energy only understands go, that lightning rod is going to help it find another path, which thereby makes it way safer for you to live in your home. So when we think about where our energy goes, and if we believe that we have that within us, and we are electrical, energetic beings, and we send out energy, whether it be to help somebody feel better or get them through a hard time, or we send it out because we are angry with them 
and we want to banish them to the nether regions of a dark holler. That's all sending it out. When I don't think of my energy as being bad or good, y'all know how I feel about binary, right? Rather, it's just energy. The electricity in my home is not bad or good or abhorrent or love and light. Y'all, it's electricity, right? And so when I send it, this is just my opinion, y'all, but I've been thinking about how to answer these questions about being afraid of your own. When I think about sending it out, even if it is to do baneful work, that's just its job. Let's stay with us for a second. So back to electricity, sorry, but I can use electricity in my home to, this is crazy, it, it is, but plug up a chainsaw and go to town on my cabinetry. Uh-huh. I could use it to do something even, gosh, lots more dark. But, you know, I'm not a serial killer. <laughs> or I could use my energy, the electricity in this home, to light it up, to provide heat if I want to, to cook a dinner for my children, to make a birthday cake. I mean, I am that silly witch who will, when it gets down to a certain degree out around here, and I mean, you know, under 32, I've got Saramas. And Saramas are not supposed to get under 40. So I'll use that electricity to warm up their little home. So I'm doing something I suppose we could call good or for the greater good, right? Or I could use it to do something horrific. But the electricity i.e. for this particular, I guess, story, is not in and of itself baneful or good. Therefore, I always tell new witches who really push me up against a wall about it and beg for an answer. First of all, don't just ask me. Ask other people. Ask elders in your community. But if I have to really get to it and answer y'all on it, and I've had so many emails over the last year about it, it would be, you are neither good nor evil as energy. What you do with that energy, that's what matters. I hope that's making some more sense. So being terrified of your energy and terrified it will do something horrible in the world. Well, we're not ever going to get anywhere like that, are we, honey? And if we thought about it like that, if we thought, oh, I'm afraid to do magic, I'm afraid to light a candle and say these words, or burn this spell packet, or whatever, because I'm so afraid I'll hurt someone. Well then, y'all, what are you doing getting in a car? <laughs> I mean, you're just trying to go to the store, right? Pick up your kids from school, whatever. You're not trying to hurt anyone, but you are taking a risk every time you do that. And that is so much more risky. Let's see, what else could we think out here? I mean, I've had conversations with other witches in which we have agreed that even sitting around thinking hateful things at somebody, which, by the way, we do, and don't y'all lie, and which, by the way, is totally normal and uh, not necessarily evil in and of itself. I'm thinking of a particular political person at this moment. That in and of itself is, is shooting out energy. So when we call our energy back, I've also had young witches say, well, I don't want to call back, you know, the banishment. No, 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 no. We're not thinking about energy right then. That's not what we're... 
You can't really undo that spell anyway, honey. What has landed has landed. You can try to get in the way of it and then you're going to get hurt. But if something is long past and hopefully you didn't send the kind of energy to somebody that they could play with and use against you for years and years and years. That's what other witches are talking about, though, when they say call back your energy. They're not telling you to call back a spell because that would be either redundant in the best case scenario or in the worst case scenario, dangerous. No, no, no. Your sacred, beautiful, for lack of a better way to put it, electricity. That thing, that moving, live, invisible thing, you know, you have to call that back. And I had left a lot out there. (laughs) You know, we've talked about the witch's dub before, and that is one of mine. It's not that I don't know it. It's that I forget to do it. Sort of like forgetting to change the filter in an air conditioner or um, any other task that needs to be done quite often. But I'd forgotten and I'd forgotten for a very long time and I've sent out all kinds of stuff and just a normal witch's life. I'd sent out energy for someone who was sick, you know, other supportive things like that. I'd sent out, I suppose for lack of a better way to put it, banishing energy to keep someone's mind off of me, to leave me alone, a pushback. I've done that a lot. And once the effect is achieved, I just sometimes forget to call it home. By the way, y'all, this is where wards and uh, spirit chasers, servitors, however you want to put it, this is where these sorts of things can really come in handy because they can do that kind of work for you and your battery doesn't get as drained. Once you've invested that meaning there, your battery isn't, you know, at empty all the time. But even they need feeding. So, for the witch who's afraid to do anything, you are probably already doing it. And uh, ignorance might be bliss, but it doesn't mean it's not happening. And if that's the case, wouldn't it be? I mean, if you really want to be a witch, wouldn't it be better for you to take an active role in that? To take a mindful, intentional role in that? It seems that there's a better shot (laughs) that things will go the way you want them to. And if your concern is not hurting people, I don't know. I just don't feel like pumping sunshine up y'all's asses. That's always a risk. Good grief. Like I said, if you want to assure that there is no way you could ever accidentally hurt another living soul, you need to go ahead and put yourself in bubble wrap and never leave your home. Because we accidentally do things all the time. For the person who doesn't want to hurt anybody and still gets into the car, I reckon you need to work on your driving skills and stay very aware and never drive after you've had a glass of alcohol Um, or when you're angry or when the roads are wet. You you get the idea. It doesn't mean you're not going to drive. It just means you are more careful, more mindful of it. So... That is my belief, that energy is still flowing through us whether we like it or not, and it only understands go, and we can turn it, you know, divert it, but at some point, we can't tell it to do too much, or it does get confused. Let me explain that one, because I don't actually mean confused. 
What I mean is the effect is not what you want. Because no matter how many things you put up around it, it's just going to want to go, you know? So making the path as straight as possible helps in your witchcraft quite a bit. Back to all the analogies I can possibly throw at you when we were setting up our satellite receiver so that I could get internet. One of the first pieces of advice we got was don't wrap it all the way around the house. Don't go down one corner, turn and go down another corner and go another one and then into the home. Go as much in a straight line as possible to the unit. Okay, let's try this a different way. I really don't know enough about electricity to talk about it the way I have been. I mean, at the end of the day, it's electrons moving. Electricity in itself is not a thing. It's a process. So let's just back away from that and use another analogy I use with students all the time. Have y'all ever heard of vampire electricity? Mm-hmm. Um, also known as phantom or standby or idle This is the electricity, we can call it a loss if you want, that is happening in a plugged in but turned off device. Y'all should look this up. It's it's so cool. Also, you know, I was always told growing up to make sure to unplug the toaster and unplug all these other little tiny things because they are virus. But what's more important to me in this particular analogy is that even though, even though it is turned off, the cord, and as witches, we talk about cords all the time. You know, we talk about cord cutting. So the cord, if it's still plugged in, regardless of whether it's on or not, is going to sap, it's going to sap those electrons in that direction. And that's called vampire energy. <laughs> okay, so this is another reason that you might want to call your energy back to yourself. I'll give you another for instance. I know, I know, but I've been sick and I'm an old woman. Y'all just put up with me. Electrical cords, you know, the extension ones, extension cords. We had a fella out here in the house a few years ago to help us with our electricity to, to do some work. And we have these chicken coops and industrial fan down there, all kinds of things that are plugged up in the winter. And our lot bill is insane in the winter. What he said was that we need, and we still haven't done it because it's money, and y'all know money is hard to come by. He said what we needed to do is to create an outlet down there where we would be directly plugging things in, or at least a lot closer, because the longer the cord, y'all, the more resistance. And that equals more energy, voltage, whatever, is lost on the way to what you want to happen. All right, so when we send out our energy to do something that is far away or has become long in time and it's still, it's still plugged in, you feel me, and it's very far away, at some point, if we don't call that back to ourselves, there is a constant insidious drain on our own energy as witches and humans for that matter that is the kind of thing we don't think about enough so the shorter the cord (laughs) i.e the conductive pathway 
the shorter that is, but also the more straight the direction of it is, the less energy loss. Here's another reason that matters. Just another one for fun and, and shits and giggles, y'all. So when a young student is working on their first little spells, you know, the, the sweet ones. I mean, they're all sweet to me, but <laughs> the little ones that you do, like a spell packet and about healing, maybe, you know, and that that's what you're doing. Or insight and maybe you got a little mugwort in there for that. And, and you're really pulling this little spell together. The more things you add to this situation, the more complicated the spell gets, the more energy, I believe, it's going to take the crafter. Mm-hmm. So what I like to tell my students is when we're first starting out, especially, you know, energy doesn't understand go, except not on a Tuesday and only if somebody's wearing polka dots and you're starting to get the idea. And only around this corner, that's a lot. If you want to see something work and be effective, try to plug it directly in. <laughs> and don't make it too complicated. That's my take on it. But if you have to, don't forget to call your energy back home. And that's what I had done. I had done it for a long time, almost a year, without thinking about doing it. And every time I would see a reminder, you know, online or from one of my favorite witches or even if it occurred to me I would be deep in the throes of some other project I'm way overworked these days and so I wouldn't take the time to be still and do that but as a witch I would never be afraid to do that after all it's mine Mm -hmm. so that's what I did yesterday and today I'm strengthening my wards I'm got a few other tricks up my sleeve I'll leave out of a podcast and spending what little bit of energy I do have investing it in these wards and spirit chasers and the like so that I don't get that drained anymore and in this analogy that I'm beating to death that's more like plugging it directly into a source and I will say that working with very simple magics you know But also that tactile experience of having something, you know, that you will work your fingers against. It helps to signify the situation. It helps to signify the magic. It allows us to understand our own energy in a more direct way. And that's, you know, whether or not you're anointing a candle and just lighting it for a particular purpose or creating a very simple little spell packet and burning it. These are very tactile experiences that can be very simple. And the intention of that, well, it doesn't take that much energy. So I think we shouldn't be afraid of using it. Quite honestly, there's no point in not using it. If you already are a witch or you already believe you are, and this is a life you want, the fear, it's either... You know, that whole thing from Shawshank, y'all. Get busy crafting or get busy dying. Because for me, to not use my energy this way, to not craft, is equal to death. I want this magical, connected, electric life. And while a teacher can guide y'all, at the same time, there are some things that are inherently part of us. Things we ought to trust ourselves about. 
I get that I answered y'all in analogies. <laughs> but honestly, that's the only way I know how to do it, honey. I am Southern. You know, I remember a long time ago, I wanted to learn how to make grandma's chili. My grandma made the best chili. Of course, I think so. You know, it's not what everybody else would like, but I loved it. And she wouldn't let me learn it right off the bat. She she wanted to teach me something that would lead to understanding how to do it. And that's very frustrating because I wanted to ride, honey, ride. And uh, she wanted me to stay put and learn the rules of the road first. Or for a witch on a broom, the airway. And what she did for me was agree to teach me how to make a good brown room. As this was also the basis for learning all kinds of other things like gravy or white gravy, you know. All those other yummy things. The roux we made out of the hamburger meat. Drain it, put it to the side, and then what little bit of fat was in there, she would always add a pat of butter. That or lard, which by the way is way better for you than you think it is. And we'd put that in there into that pot, and she'd say, okay, now, once this is melted, it's going to interact with the flour, (laughs) and it's going to create this paste that later on, is going to melt into all the liquid we create. And it's going to want to bond it up just a little bit to make it thicker. This made sense to me. It was the science, well, not really, but later on I learned the science of the beginning. If you can learn how to make a good roux, you can learn how to make a very simple spell. With your energy, understanding what it can do later on. And I don't think anybody ought to be afraid of that. You know, over the years, I learned I liked other things in my chili. I developed my own way of going. I grew my own peppers, for one thing, and my own garlic, and my own onions, and and my own tomatoes, and that really added something to it. But I also went rogue, and I went rogue because I knew the building blocks. I knew the sturdy way in. Once I had that down pat, I added black beans, and I added corn, and I messed around a little bit. But first, I trusted myself with a simple, well, a very simple spell. Rue. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what rue is, you ought to look it up. It's R-O-U-X. And it's the base and building block of so many wonderful things. But so is your energy. And learning how to let it out just a little bit. And trusting that it's probably already out there. <laughs> and you might want to wrangle it into a direct line. Then later on, you could do almost anything. So, thank you for all the questions on that. And I'm sorry if I'm a little bit murky on the answer. That's because there's not a one-size-fits-all. And uh, I hope it mattered. Speaking of rue, I'm about to starve to death. And I'm going to run in there and start food for the night. As sick as I've been, I'm going to have to cheat and use an Instapot. I usually judge myself on doing so because it doesn't feel like real cooking but hey look at the end of the day it's an electric cauldron right and i'm calling my energy back it's still a, it's a slow process you know i began it yesterday and i can feel it as it's coming back in and i'm gonna take help where i can so anyway chicken curry in an instapot by the way is a lot of fun <laughs> I've got all the time in the world to get back to my cast iron. But today, I'm watching for anything that might be doing a little vampire electricity 
on me anything. And one of the things I've been doing lately, y'all, is writing those things down. So, you know, you could have a little piece of paper laid out and a pen right beside it. And every time it hits you, something else that is vamping off your energy in super slow doses. Even though you've got the, the damn situation you think turned off, if you still feel that pull, go just make a little entry and see how many pile up in like two days. That's the kind of stuff we need to worry about. When doing a weekly checkup on things like that, that's also really strong witchcraft. It's good stuff, y'all. All right. I'll announce my new patrons next week. I hope you're unplugging anything that's not serving you, honey. Blessed be. Y'all have been listening to the Southern Fried Witch Podcast. Come back around next week for a little bit more magic from the Deep South.